Welcome to the Narrative Health Podcast, where we use the power of stories to promote change through the simple act of listening. Here, we bring you accounts from our community about navigating health and illness, including the hopes, fears, struggles, and triumphs along the way. I'm your host, Amira Hassan. Nervously waiting, listing all my symptoms, answering questions very few have previously asked, feeling heard by the right doctors and told what I had, finally. Hearing steps to be taken next, doctors observing every movement and noting what movements were, checking thoroughly and a diagnosis, finally. I know what I have and I can finally address what can help and learn to live with what can't be controlled. And today it snowed, first in 34 years for me, and it made it a beautiful day. That was Christine telling us about a diagnosis that took too long to happen. Here is more from her about how writing her story has helped her heal. Prior to coming here to Minnesota and finding Cook, I was living in Florida and I was unable to afford insurance. So for many years, I, I started getting stiffness in my neck and went to different clinics, free clinics um, in that area. And everyone would give me physical therapy, um, prescribed medications. I kept trying to get to see a neurologist, but without insurance, it was impossible in Florida. So I ended up dealing with life as, as best I could. Then my son's mental health issues brought me to a point where I became homeless. And in that traumatic event, I ended up coming here to Minnesota with my brother. And it was unbelievable all the health care that was available for someone in my situation. It was as if my prayers for all those years had finally been answered. The thing that strikes me the most in your health journey is the wait. 11 years for a diagnosis. What made it difficult for you to get one? Well, the availability of a doctor that would donate their time. I spent many times calling neurologists' office trying to explain my situation, but I couldn't get past an appointment clerk because no insurance. You mention in your story being heard by the right doctors. Were they right simply because they finally heard you, or was there more to that? Because it was a neurologist, finally. Cook, the medical team at Cook, finally got me the referral to a neurologist at the university, and he was able to finally diagnose what I had. And how did it feel to get that diagnosis? It felt wonderful. It was... A lot of people think it's in your head when you have this kind of thing going on. And it just felt wonderful that it was real and it wasn't just me. When you saw your neurologist, did they know anything about your background story? A little bit. Um, I had filled them in briefly about my journey. And in the course of telling them the onset of symptoms, um, 
over actually maybe 14 years, but it was about 11 years ago that I realized what I that I had something more than just a pulled muscle. Did you feel like you had more control over your health after the diagnosis, even though some things, as you mentioned, can't be controlled? Yes, because it's, I understand and it's all on the table, proven to be what I felt it was. So that felt good. And how are you now? What's changed in your life since you were in this story? Well, I'm getting the care I need. Um, I'm getting the mental health help that I need to, from the frustration of all those years. Um, and it just feels better knowing it's treated. Um, what advice would you give others in your situation? Not to give up, to keep trying, to keep speaking until you're heard. Also joining our conversation today, along with our editor, Emily, is Muna Khalif. Yes, so my name is Muna Khalif. I'm one of the mental health case managers as well as a social worker. And I've been working at Cook Clinic since 2014. And hearing Christine's story, um, I just want to say it's been an honor working with you. And thank you. Thank you for, you know, all the wonderful things you've said, and I'm really proud of you. Um, so I work with over 30 clients at Cook Clinic, and they're also patients. Many of them, like Christine, um, come to Cook Clinic for medical, um, dental, case management, arms, um, mental health services, and so forth. So um, we're able to provide that whole person team care services to clients. Outside of Cook, what do you like to do? Well, I'm a mom, so I enjoy spending time with my little ones and just, you know, learning how to live a full life with them. And brunch. Oh my god. <laughs> and I love hanging out with my with my girlfriends like Emily. <laughs> I do. So what about uh, what about Christine's story jumps out to you? Well, patients often, or clients, express appreciation for the whole person team-based care with Cook Clinic. Um, we provide culturally competent care to um, the community, and I personally get to experience the difference we make in individuals' lives. And just hearing um, Christine's story is uh, confirming that for me. I mean, we typically work with clients who have multiple um, diagnoses, both medically and um, mental health diagnosis or mental illness. And narrative health has taught, you know, my clients and I how to improve the listening or active listening. And that has made a huge difference in our um, relationship, our working relationship. Because a lot of the times we work on specific goals, so we get to um, just pause for a minute and, and, and just talk about anything that's important to us. And I think that has um, helped me as a um, healthcare provider in, in doing the best I can in um, 
helping my clients achieve their recovery goal. You've been an innovator in bringing your clients to these narrative health sessions, and I'm just wondering how you've seen it help other clients as well. For me, what I have noticed the most is how much individuals have um, gained in terms of empowering their ability to communicate um, their needs or whatever is important to them. So just encouraging to be more um, more of an advocate for themselves and building that strength or um, confidence that one um, might have not felt like they had before. So I've seen a difference from um, the first time we attended the narrative health classes uh, compared to um, today or in October, there's a huge difference in a lot of my clients. And I'm just thinking of uh, one guy that me and Emily were talking about, how he didn't feel comfortable um, speaking in front of uh, the, the rest of the group but today he's just he does such an outstanding job in in calling me and telling me what I need to do and how to help him in order to live independently in the community. So to me that has made a huge, huge difference in his life. What do you bring back? How do you help yourself focus on actively listening to your other clients? How do you bring that forward? So intentional listening has become a, a large aspect in what I do as a case manager because, for example, each time I'm assigned to work with a client, my job is to complete a thorough assessment, uh, which means an interview. And if a person doesn't have excellent skill or, you know, a decent skill in intentional listening, they miss a huge part of what that individual is expressing. So I just wanted to clarify, um, when we talk about intentional listening, and that's something we talk about a lot with narrative health, it's listening with all of your body and not for for a response, but to absorb and honor their stories. So when somebody's talking, you're not thinking about how you're going to respond to what they're saying, which has become the common mode of conversation, but rather listening to hear what they're saying. Exactly. And to follow up on that, um, some of us are kind of trained to be problem solvers. So when we hear certain things, we're ready to go in um, action mode. How do we solve this? How do we do, you know, let's do A, B, and C to um, tackle that barrier. So intentional listening has um, taught me personally how to just not think about strategies of solving what I hear in the story, but rather just be there and be, you know, 100% there to listen. What brought me to the narrative health was um, my desire to be able to provide a person-centered, individualized care to each of my clients. And Narrative Health, Narrative health has helped me do that, um, especially with the active listening aspect, without any, or without personal biases, or being more aware of personal biases. 
therefore focusing more on the individual story, what is important to them, and how to help them best achieve their recovery goal. That is what brought me to Narrative Health, and that's why a lot of my clients or patients have stuck with the, um, the, or the classes that has been taught monthly or every other month. So to explain how the Narrative Health workshops work is um, for the one specifically that Muna and that we're talking about today with Chris is we have patients and we have learners from the various health professions at the University of Minnesota. So pharmacy residents, medical students, medical residents come together um, ultimately to share stories. So there's food. So we have a nice dinner together. We get to talk. Um, we read a piece of writing, either something that somebody wrote in a previous session or something that I find in a book that I feel is relevant to our population. We have a brief discussion and then a writing activity that allows us to get to something um, a bit deeper on our health journey. So it's always focused on our health journey. And then at the end, we have the option to share with the knowledge that this is not just a storytelling circle, but also a story listening circle. So a really big focus on narrative health is the listening, as Muna's talked about, um, being able to learn to listen to people not for diagnosis, but for that element of story and humanity that they're telling and for what's important to them. Because uh, it's just as important to hear the stories that are left out as it is to hear the stories that are there. And especially in healthcare, I think it's a far too easy to diagnose and say what somebody needs instead of hearing what they actually need. And also, for, for, uh, for me, as a case manager, a lot of the times we're on the go, 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 and we have specific things that my clients and I work on together. So that, that sometimes take away, takes away the flexibility of just sharing stories and exchanging you know, ideas and, but yeah, it's just, it just gives us a, a moment to be in a um, safe environment where we can share stories about anything. Like you said, it doesn't have to do with diagnosis. It doesn't have to do with finding a house. It doesn't have to do with working with the lawyers. It can be about anything that the patient wants to share. And that has been greatly helpful in my um, in in doing my job and helping my patients or clients. What brought me to it was I played with writing and always liked writing in school. And Muna suggested it, and I thought, well, I'm in a new community and. It'll be a nice way to, you know, see if it helps me with expressing my situation. And what I, what surprised me most was it's opened me up to not being alone in my medical struggles. It's I've heard other people's histories and stories, but it's it's helped me to realize I'm not alone in my struggles that other people have similar situations or not so much similar, but there's other things out there. And I'm not alone in this world. I'm not alone in the community or the clinic, that there's other people. And it helps me look at things from a different perspective than just poor me. A morning ritual, dreading the prick of the lancet, but needing to monitor my numbers. 
reviewing last night's snack, hoping for a low number. Waiting for the results, I think of my mother and her mother. My inheritance may be annoying, but they both were type 1, so I remind myself it could be worse. Such a small thing, yet I get blood spots on me and my clothing. It is a messy little thing. The click of the lancet and beep of the AccuCheck. Hey, my sugar is cool. Today is a good day. I've noticed that your stories end always on a positive note, and I <laughs> love that. <laughs> I try to keep myself at least looking towards a positive every day. Sunrise is not sunsets. Right. And I've seen too many sunsets and too many problems, so I always try to pull myself up and away from negative moments and think about something positive, whether it's the variation of color in a tree on the leaves or the sky or the clouds. I always try to find something beautiful every day. A sincere thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into our Narrative Health podcast. For more information, visit our Community University Healthcare Center website. That's www.cuhcc.umn.edu.